and interestingly today um, we're going to be talking about building a winning team building a winning team yes and of course um when it comes to team building that is also another of my favorite um topic so hopefully um i'll, I'll be able to um, share all that i have to share um today i'm going to share a few tips with regards to um sourcing and recruiting talents i'm going to talk about attracting talent talent profiling motivating talent retaining talent general guidelines and then um, I think that should serve us for today. Okay, so um, because we don't have time, because we started uh, behind shadow, we're just going into straight into uh, a lot of tips that you have for us today. You know, just we'll make it brief, and just so you can exhaust all that you have for us today. Yes, because and because we're starting late, um, we won't be able to take phone calls and um, text messages for today. Definitely not. Yes, but if you have questions, you can ask it next Friday. We would uh, make allowance to still answer questions pertaining to today's session. Or um, I'll leave a phone number at the end. You could also call to ask questions or make inquiries. So first, attracting talent. Yes, um, if you're looking at building a business, you could be starting um, a loan. Um, however, somewhere along the line, you definitely will need um, other hands to help you one way or yeah, the other. other. Yes, you really can't build a business all by yourself through and through. There are lots of things to do with regards to business and you can't handle every aspect and still be very effective. So as you grow, you have to begin to delegate or if you have the resources to start with a team, better for you as a matter of fact. So the first thing is that you have to attract talent. How do you do that? Good. Now, the first thing is you, you need to ask yourself, why is your business or your venture a good one to join? Why should anybody join you in building whatever it is that you're building? You know, it's a question that we, we really don't get to ask because um, we assume that, well, I'm providing a job for you, so you should just come and work. Yeah. Yes, At the end of the day, I pay you money. Exactly. But along the line, you know, we begin to complain about, you know, people's attitude to work horrible work ethics and all of that mm. you know yes yeah. so it's important to be clear with regards to the kind of company you want to build and why people should join you you know yes because it's a two-way thing people want somewhere to work where they could get to earn a salary you know where they could get to spend a substantial period of their life on the other hand you also want people to come into the business to help you build what you are building you carry the vision right. exactly so it's important to ask that question because that is what you project at the end of the day this is why you should work with us you know in our venture we do this we do that and all of that hopefully we'll get to look deeper into that as we proceed but beyond the salary what else is on offer beyond the salary you're going to pay what else is on offer that should make people to truly consider you let's say somebody has somebody you're interested in you've yeah. looked at this person and you think this person is going to fit what we're looking for right but this person has like three offers yeah why right. should the person pick your own company Instead over of the, the other? other you know most times due to the scarcity of jobs you know it has gotten those of us who are employers to that place where we actually don't think about these things you know but truth is that we have lots of talents out there and every business needs the best talent that they can afford the best talent that they can get exactly. and if these talents have other options why should they choose you you know over the other options that they have Somebody could say, okay, I think I'd rather start my own business than to work at XYZ place. Okay. But if you really want that person to join you, you have to give reasons why that person should shelve their own dream of starting their own business and then to work with you. 
So it's very important for you to ask that question. What else are you offering your employees aside the salary? If you don't ask that question because you're paying salary, you still get to that point where you keep complaining about your workers, you know, attitude to work. Oh, they are not so zealous. Oh, they are not really giving themselves to this thing and all of that. And you can't help it. So that's important. Now, the next thing to look at still with regards to what else is on offer. Do you have learning opportunities? Are you creating learning opportunities? You know, um, are you going to provide people with experiences that would help them build themselves further? Are you willing to, you know, teach them as much as um, possible? Another thing to consider, is it a worthy vision? Is it a worthy mission that you are on with regards to your business? Because if the vision or the mission, you know, doesn't really sell to them, Mm. Truth is, they will be there for the salary, and then and while they are else. there, yes, and nothing else. And while they are there, they're looking, they're, they're looking elsewhere. They're looking for the next opportunity to move on to. So it's important to ask yourself that question: Is it a worthy mission? Is it a worthy vision? You All know, right. you need to give thought to it. This is part of why, you know, in the course of my work, we get to sometimes have to help organizations to redefine their mission, to redefine the vision, and communicate it to the workers because they get to that point, they just realize that okay, everybody just comes to work every day. Yes, we're making money, mm-hmm. but what exactly, you know, is all of this thing about? It has not really been articulated. Some are big. You know, but we'll get to that point where we just have to do it because you need to give people a reason to keep coming, to stay motivated, to stay inspired, to keep giving their best beyond the pay. Because you could be paying people so well, but they still get to that point where they feel bored, they want to move on to something else and all. Okay, yeah. So, um, next, before I move on to the next point, is that your venture has to be appealing to potential team members. Just the same way you want it to be appealing to customers, you want customers to be drawn to it. That same way you also want, you know, your potential team members to be drawn to you. Oh, okay. Um, can you think that over again? I, I, I think you'll get to me okay. confused at that your point. Venture, your yeah. venture has to be appealing to the potential team members. In other words, to the potential employees. employees yes, okay. yes. I mean, somebody wants to work, you know, in a particular place. Let's say somebody wants to work in a bank, right? Mm. Exactly. So... If you say you want young people, you know, young people who are, um, for example, IT savvy, you know, uh, yeah. you know, for them to be drawn to your bank, for example, of course, you have to be appealing. You have to present yourself that way to okay. attract the kind of people you want to be involved in the business. It's all right. I get that point. Okay. Your face doesn't look convincing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next is um, talent profiling. Which is also very key. Yes, you want to um, you want to employ, but you need to ask yourself questions. You know, like what roles do you really want to fill? This person you want to employ, what exactly would the person be doing for you? What is the gap that needs to be filled? You know, a lot of times um, recruitment is done in a haste. You know, and so we end up having all kinds of people on board. You know, without really taking our time to carefully select those that we want to bring in. So okay. don't be hasty about it and then be sure about the gap you want to fill. What role exactly will this person come to play? Once you're clear on that, what kind of personality and skill set should this person possess? The person who is going, let's say you want to fill the role of a receptionist, something yeah. very basic, right? So what kind of personality and skill set do you want for the role based on what your business does and based on what is expected of your receptionist, for example, or let's say your, um, your um, help desk, you know, officer who is going to be taking calls and all of that. What personality type, 
you know, do you want in this person? So you have to start looking out for it during the recruitment process, as well as the skill set. Also, you may want to consider the kind of background and the kind of experience that you want for that very um, role. Perhaps you want somebody who has dealt with situations that, you know, has prepared them for the nature of work they are going to be doing. You have to look out for that at the recruitment stage. You know, a lot of time we have expectations from employees, you know, but we didn't look out for the traits that would lead to that. But we just have the expectations in our head. And so we recruit. And when they are not fitting into that expectation, we are frustrated. But the problem is not really them. The problem is us. We recruited wrongly. Okay. If you move those same persons to some other positions, they will excel. They will do well. But there were expectations that we had that we probably, you know, did not really look out for to be sure that will this person match these expectations that we have? You know, we just assume. So what is the background and experience that you want for that person? You know for the position what character traits are ideal for the position some position would have to do with dealing with customers who are always angry oh, okay, okay and so you need somebody who is very patient who can you know stomach all kinds of attack from customers mm. knowing that you are dealing with public and you're dealing with customers who don't have you know patience and all of that depending on the nature of your business for example so if you take somebody who has a very short fuse you know, somebody who gets very upset with every little comment. Let me call you there, right? Okay, please. Um, how do you know, how do you tell that kind of a person? Because most times when people go to look for jobs, they are on their best behavior. Well, they have different ways of testing. Okay. You know, it differs. Some some, some um, recruiters could deliberately delay the, um, the interview and see your reaction. For example, so let's say they gave you 7 a.m., mm-hmm. but they know it's for 11 a.m. They could do it deliberately. You know, because there's something, and they will never communicate it to you, by the way. So you will never get to know. But it's part of the plan. They keep apologizing. Oh, we're sorry. We're going to start, you know. But you just want to know how patient you are. There are different ways. I can't start me. There are so many ways to test for a particular position. Some would have to do, if it's something intellectual, it goes with aptitude tests. Oh, yeah. So your, your test is based on your knowledge. You know, but if it has to do with conduct, character, they have different ways to tell without you knowing, so that you also don't accuse them someday of going against employment laws mm-hmm. and all of that. So they stay quiet and all, but these things happen. You know, they just stay quiet, but they test. There are ways to look out for these things. You know, we don't know how we express ourselves, but a lot of time, who we are, it's difficult to hide it completely, especially when we don't know what the next person is looking out for. So you can't pretend to that extent. Okay. <laughs> you know, it could be as simple as you walk in and they've not offered you a seat and you sit down. That already tells a character trait. No. You know, they could guess the character trait. They may not be 100% sure, but they could guess the character trait. Or you walk in and you extend your hand to shake the person who is about to interview you. You know, so you just can't tell. You know, the way you dress, your body language, there's so many ways people could get to look out for character traits. Now, notice I have said traits. Yes, you did. Uh, Yes, so in other words, it's not defined. You could be wrong with the traits that you observed. Mm. But those traits gives you an idea. It's part of why recruiters will conduct first interview, second interview, third interview. Why? They want to really be sure. They want to test you on different things. You actually have no idea what they are testing, but they invite you for the second one, for the third one, and so on. So it's important for us to know what character traits um, we want. You know, if you want somebody who has a high tolerance level for that position, you'd have to find ways. To look out for it paint a scenario ask the person what will you do if you're the one in this situation and by their responses you're able to guess you know it gives you an as against just recruiting blindly which okay. is what happens a lot of time motivating talent okay i think i need to mention one motive with regards to talent profiling um, okay which is also silent let's say you're going to pay um sixty thousand naira mm-hmm. for a job that is um let's say where do i use now um 
let's say for a job that's in, it's in Transamadi. Okay. Yes. However, the person who is going to um, do that job lives at Omagua. Oh boy. Yeah, the potential talent for that position lives at Omagua and it's required for the person to come every day to work, Monday to Friday. And you're going to pay 60,000 naira. That's what transport to me. Exactly. You know, this person is going to have lunch, the person is going to pay transport, you know. And even when the person is convinced that I can do it, truth is, sometimes two, three months later on, the spirit just drops. Definitely. Unless they have somewhere closer where they can move to to live. Even at that, too, you know, that inconvenience they feel over time begins to have an effect on the productivity level so you want to look out for proximity where does this person live how much are we going to pay this person would this help the person you know to be productive so we don't keep expecting you know the person to deliver whereas there are things inhibiting the person's performance so the next one is motivating talents number one is regular pay you know as much as you can you have to pay as at when you once it is time to pay you pay it helps to maintain motivation. Number two is better pay. You know, if you can afford to pay more, the person deserves to, to earn more. And of course, um, you can also afford to pay more. You know, a better pay helps to keep people motivated. Money motivates oh, in the yes, business world. Yes. Money motivates. There are some kind of things that right now, if you just say, take money and do. Ah, Man. the speed at which I walk. Case settled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, acknowledge their effort. You know, sometimes we, we have these um, targets, you know, that we want to achieve to the point that we forget how much effort people are putting into work. So as much as we are yet to get to the target, for, if people are putting in genuine effort and they are actually achieving progress, you know, milestones and traction, it's very important that you acknowledge those efforts because it's in acknowledging those efforts they keep moving, moving. to get to the actual destination. All right. So acknowledge their effort. You know, it's not all about money. Sometimes, thank you. Sometimes, oh, I think you've done well so far. You know, sometimes giving genuine feedback. It has nothing to do with money, but it helps to keep people motivated to know that they are being um, appreciated. Um, the next is to offer a growth um, path. People need to know that, you know, in two, three years' time, yeah. this is how they could grow. You know, a lot of people stay in a particular position and it's perpetual. The same salary, the same position, the same level. There is no growth path. You know, um, it's going to be very difficult for people to stay motivated over the years. You know, the motivation level will keep dropping. So you need to offer them a growth path so they know that, okay, they have a chance to grow. That motivates them to keep. So what if the person is not, uh, you know, you, you're you promoted based on your performance? Anybody who is not performing and does not deserve to be promoted, in my opinion, needs to be out of the place. Yeah. People don't like when I say it. Well, I mean, you have no business keeping somebody who is underperforming continuously. People underperform at certain points. They may have lost a loved one. It will affect performance. I like to keep it real. I like to keep it human. But if none of that is the case, but the person just keeps underperforming, I don't, I really don't understand why the person is still there. I mean, it's better off you let the person go, so the person can move on to some other place where they could function better. better Sometimes okay. they just need a different job; they need a different environment, All right. and they will excel there. That's the way I see it. So, I get it. exactly. <laughs> uh, but so long as they remain with you, there has to be a growth path. Anybody who doesn't have a growth path, I mean, would have to exit at some point. Um, be interested in their personal success. Do you really want your people to succeed? The people who work with you, do you really want them to succeed? I like to ask this question to employers. You know, sometimes they feel uncomfortable, but later they come and say, ah, you know, I thought about what you actually said, and I think we really need to do something about this. You just have to be interested in the success of the people who work with you. It helps to keep them motivated. Just knowing, we're not saying you should go make them successful all by yourself. No, just that the fact that they know 
that you are interested in their success. success. So even when you give them negative feedback, it's not because you want to pull them down. It's because you want them to get their act together and do better. Right. Exactly. So they appreciate you for it and they stay motivated. Give them challenges. Give them goals. You know, if, if we're not giving any challenge or whatsoever and we get used to what we do, you know, we've mastered that very tax and all that. There's no new challenge or whatsoever. There's no motivation anymore. Because we know that even if you wake up from our sleep with one eye closed, we can still do it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, there, there is a need to give them challenges. That's part of why it's important to have KPIs, key performance indicators. So, at the end of every month, it's by those KPIs that you get to evaluate performance. Okay. You know, and stuff. It helps, yeah. you know, knowing that you are going to be evaluated, it keeps you on your toes for you to keep pushing on. And just like I already mentioned, the unwilling ones, the ones who are unwilling, there are some that no matter what you do, they will not be motivated. You do everything you want to do. If you like increase salary, they will not be motivated. I'm sure business owners can relate with what I'm saying. Please let them go. <laughs> yes. I'm just wondering why. Yeah. Well, we can't tell. We can. People have yeah, the right. Yeah, people have the right to how they want to conduct themselves. Oh and yes, all. definitely. And, and you can't enforce, you know, <coughs> beyond what the, the law allows you to. So I mean, if they are unwilling with all your effort and all, I think you should just let them go. Next point: retaining talents. You have to retain your talent. It's um, a very costly um, adventure to employ, sack, employ, sack, or employ, lose. You know, they resign on stuff. So you have to keep replacing. Mm -hmm. Some people take pride in it. I'll sack you. I'll sack you. You know, and then I mentioned that, hey, it doesn't sound, it's, it's not as easy as it sounds. You know, it's easy to take pride in. Perhaps you, you're not yet so experienced in running the business. You want to keep your good hands for as long as you can. You know, so whatever it is, you want to find ways to solve it, ways to help them to be yeah. better. So long as you know they are good at what they do. So they keep staying with you. You want to help them. Yes, you want to keep them for as long as you can. You know, because they get to own the thing and work with it, build it. You know, if you want to keep replacing, it affects the overall performance of the business. So treat people right. Just treat them right. It's as simple as that. Treat them right. Treat them fairly. You know, give them a sense of belonging. You know, you can't just keep ordering them around like some kind of corporate slavery kind of thing. You know, so um, give them a sense of belonging. You know, this is the role you play. For this, our vision to come to pass, for us to be able to achieve the goals that we've set for ourselves for 2019 as a business, mm. this is where the work you do comes to play. Without this work that you do, this is how it's going to affect us. They see that, oh, okay, I have a role to play in this thing as well, too. Okay, so the next one, because Faustina is looking at her clock. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> give, them, give them reasons to stick longer. You've got to give them reasons to stick longer. Why, they, why should they stick longer with you? Um, your leadership has to be inspiring. You have to inspire them. People like to stick to um, an environment where they are inspired, you know, to be better, to do more, to achieve more. Right. So your leadership as the business owner, you are a leader once you're a business owner. It's, Definitely. It's by yeah. default. So your leadership has to be inspiring. Next, what are the long-term benefits for them? So by the time they've served two years, three years, five years, you know, long-term service, ten years, you know, what's the long-term um, benefits for them? You know, if they know it, it's not a matter of, I know I have good plans for you in my heart. Well, it's in your heart. You need to communicate it to them. They need to know that by sticking longer, this is what they stand to gain. Benefits. And they also know that you're a person of your word. You know, because some um, employers are good at saying these things. And when it's time to do it, oh, you know, if we hit this deal of 100 million, we're going to give you X bonus. It happens and there's no bonus. You know, instead, a guy is flying all over with first class. I'm telling you. Exactly. You know, it doesn't work that way. So you need to let them know what the long-term benefits are. Next, invest in building loyalty. Is that the final one? <laughs> well, not the final one, but um, almost the final one. Okay, so you need to... Yes. 
invest in building loyalty it's very very key you need um, as many loyal employees as possible you know once you have loyal employees they may not be so effective but they will definitely become effective if they are loyal if they're willing to grow if they are willing to learn so invest in building loyalty what are the things you can do to build loyalty and I think uh, one of the things you can do is to be personally interested to be invested in their own personal growth you know, uh, when they have personal events and happenings in their lives, you want to show genuine concern and all of that. And then, of course, moving on is okay. If anybody wants to move on, please, it is okay. So, after you put in every effort to retain, but then there are those who want to move on, it is okay. Don't be apprehensive about it. So, okay. at the end of the day, yes, you know, that... Um, the end of that relationship is on a good note so in closing i'm just going to leave um, general guidelines um, as quickly as possible number one ensure that there is an outline of responsibilities and tasks for the role for everybody you are employing you need to state clearly what the roles and responsibilities for that position is it's called a job description you need to describe exactly what is expected of them and all of that um you need to create a clear reporting line who do they report to okay yes um you need to foster team bonding what are the things you can do for your team to work together as one for them to know that they are working towards the same objective that way you get to encourage collaboration more and not competition because it's the same goals everybody's working towards so people are not trying to outshine each other to the detriment of the organization or to the detriment of the business don't compare employees unnecessarily can't you see Sarah? See how Sarah is doing this. Mm. Can't you see Sarah? Can't okay. you learn from Sarah? It's difficult to build a winning team that way. Sarah has her strengths and she has her weaknesses. Exactly. So when you're talking to Hannah, okay, so also talk to Hannah based on areas where she needs to improve. Okay, these are your strengths, but I think that these are your weaknesses. You need to improve in these areas. You don't need Sarah, Hannah is a different person from Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, so those comparisons don't help at all if you're looking at building a winning team. And then, of course, um, be firm and fair. You know, you can't be nice, nice, nice all through. When you need to be firm, you have to be firm. When you need to be fair, you have to be fair. And, of course, be just. Lastly, lastly, um, be open to feedback from team members. Um, This is something that I'm quite very passionate about because I see how it affects a lot of businesses um, negatively. A lot of times when I get to interact with um, employees um, for a business I'm consulting for, I get to discover a whole lot that the employees keep to themselves in terms of insights that would indeed help the business. But the uh, the employer, the business owner, hasn't made it possible, you know, isn't open to, to, feedback. to feedback, especially if it's not feedback that blows a trumpet. Yeah. Yes, you know, so it's very important if you want to build a winning team, you have to, you know, create some kind of system where your team can tell you what they think. Before you bother with what customers think about your business, what do the employees think about the business? What do they think about the brand? You know, what do they think about what you're doing? So in closing, I leave the phone number so those who have questions and inquiries could reach me. Um, 0816-0816-560-8119. And lastly, again, 0816 five six zero eight one one nine i definitely would love to hear from you and answer your questions thank you all right thank you so much maple right there well that's about the size of the package today next week friday we hope that uh, <laughs> we'll do this very early so that i'll take all your comments and questions and all of the observations that you have so in the meantime keep it locked on garden city radio 89.9 fm top of the hour the news will come your way don't go anywhere 